podcast number eight. Number eight. I'm Shane Blankenship. And I'm Courtney Wise. Today, we're talking about Mary and Martha. And mm-hmm. I think, Shane, everybody likes this story because it's. I think it's very relatable on a couple of different fronts. But clearly, we're going to try to relate it to the coronavirus and what's mm-hmm. going on in our world today. Just kind of drawing the parallel that we can get caught up in all of the details and the stressors. Um, that we're facing right now because there, we, I don't want to minimize it. There are sure. lots of stressors. Absolutely. Um, but we, we want to kind of act like one of the sisters and maybe not so much like the other. So why don't you take it away from there? Yeah. So one of the things that brought me to this story is this is what I'm preaching about on Sunday. So I guess it's kind of a preview of that. Um, and for whatever reason, I was drawn to it over the weekend in preparation for Easter and, um, so, so I've just kind of been thinking through it, and I think one of the things that it relates to today with what's going on is the whole idea of of anxiety or or, or of worry. So, um, when we were talking earlier, and we're like, well, you know, there's we've talked about fear on on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about I think different aspects of fear, and there's a lot of different aspects of fear, and we may have even mentioned that on the podcast because fear can manifest itself in a lot of ways: mm-hmm. worry, um, anxiety. Uh, terror, troubled. trouble, yeah, like it, it comes up in depression is actually a form of worry. So it, it, it it's fear is the root of a lot of different things yeah. that, that happen in our lives, and I feel like there's a lot of people dealing with that right now. And this story is kind of one of those stories that that certainly Jesus is addressing it, um, but it's manifesting itself in a way that maybe doesn't really look like fear. Um, it looks like something something that's not so. If you know the story, then you're familiar with it. If you don't, I'll kind of fill us in real quick. So Mary and Martha, they actually have another brother. His name's Lazarus. They live in a place called Bethany. These were three people who were close to Jesus. Um, some would argue they were part of Jesus' inner circle, but they weren't part of the twelve. And so Jesus has a couple of different inner circles, which a lot of us do. You know, a lot of us have you know close groups of friends, maybe from different areas of our life. So you know, out of the twelve, you got uh, Peter, James, and John. Those were a close three that came out of the 12 disciples. But he also had Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, which was a close three that aren't referred to as you know, the 12 disciples. So anyways, long story short, um, there's a relationship there. Jesus shows up in Bethany. Um, at this point, Jesus probably has, well, he's got at least 72 people in addition to the disciples. So do the math on that. you got 84 people who are traveling with Jesus. That's a lot of people. Not including other people who would just jump in, you know, because mm-hmm. they heard Jesus was in town. And so they get to Bethany, and Martha extends an invitation, hey, come to our house. And so Jesus comes with his disciples and this entourage. So I think this just adds a whole lot of... Um, stress? Well, certainly a stress. I, I, it, it, for me, it adds a lot of color to the story. Oh, right. I, I keep, Knowing that, yes. Yeah, because I keep thinking, you know, I always, when, I, when, I, when I'm wanting to read, I just always think Jesus or Jesus in the 12 or Jesus in the 3 or whoever he's with. No, there's, there's, there's often a crowd that follows him, and at this point, there's definitely one. So now think about the, the stress, if you will, of... Almost a hundred people yeah. being at your house, and thank you for breaking that apart for us because it definitely does add some color to the situation. Because anytime I heard it in the past, unless I just wasn't listening, I just thought it was the three of them. Yeah, and I was like, "What's the big deal?" Now I'm like, "I get what the big deal is. If a hundred people wanted to come to my house, I'd be like." Well, we have to figure out what we're going to eat, and is the house clean, and what are we doing, and let's being stressed out about toilet paper mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So you can't hardly blame um, uh, Martha for being stressed out. But I love when you just told me that it was like 
her heart that Jesus was trying to talk to her about. Yeah, so he's addressing that. So um, so in a story, Jesus is there. Um, apparently, there's there's some sort of meal going on, um, and at the same time, or there's a meal being prepared for. Something's being prepared for, because um, uh, that's specifically mentioned. But Jesus is also teaching. All these people are listening. Mary, who it's also her home, is at the feet of Jesus, and she's listening to what he has to say. Martha, on the other hand, is... Um, the scripture says that she was concerned with many things um, that had to be done or, or, or many preparations that had to be made. Like it specifically says there are things that had to be done in that moment. I can relate. A hundred people I at can, your house. I, I can mean, relate. Making sure yeah. probably everybody's taken care of, too, because she seems like that kind of like hostess type of person. Absolutely. You know? and, and, of course, I mean, you think about um, ancient Jewish culture or ancient Near Eastern uh, culture. I mean, hospitality, there is a high value in hospitality. Mm-hmm. You host, you're hosting people in your home. There's an expectation to care for those people um, because they are in literally your care. And so to not care for them would to bring shame not just to you as the host, but to your entire family. So there's there's got to be the pressure of that as well and Mary who is her home too isn't hosting the people that yeah. just showed she's up like, she's, I'm at the feet of Jesus she's setting up the feet of Jesus but you know I could also play devil's advocate if you will and I could be like well maybe she just really um, felt like she was serving she she felt like she was beating herself because she was serving those around her but that's not what Jesus said no no and not only is she not is she serving I mean she's serving the Lord like we can use that is an excuse for a whole bunch of things. Of, yeah. Well, I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for the Lord. However you want. She's literally doing it in, in her home. I'm, I'm waiting on Jesus, except there's one person who's sitting at his feet. And so she comes up to Jesus, and there's this manipulative kind of a moment mm-hmm. where, um, or certainly passive-aggressive at the very least, where she says, Lord, don't you care that I'm doing all this work? And my sister Mary is sitting there at her feet, and she's doing nothing. And Jesus calls her out. This is where he gets your heart. He says, um, Martha, you're, you're worried or you're anxious about many things. He specifically says that. Many so um, there's, there's a lot of things going on in that head. There's a lot of things going on. When he's talking about anxiety or worry, he's not, he's not addressing what she's doing on the, on the outside. He's addressing the her inside. Heart. He's addressing her heart. So he's calling out what is happening. Why are you serving, Martha? What are, are your intentions? Yeah. <laughs> She's, and, and I think that's what becomes clear in the text is that she's not serving out of grace. And she's not serving out of just this overwhelming response of love and, and, I mean, you, you've loved me to show up here, so I'm gonna love all these people. It, she's serving out of worry, out of anxiety. She's anxious about what's happening in her home, what's mm-hmm. being dealt, what what's not say, being dealt. What people think. Absolutely. And we all do that to a, a certain extent, but when you think about that, that Jesus knows your heart, you're like, Okay, I gotta get this right. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's a great question right now, um, that we hadn't asked yet, but what are you anxious? What makes you anxious? You know, what, what are we worried about? What are you worried about? Um, in a, in a world where the news of COVID-19, and I'll just call it the news of COVID-19, because that's, you know, people are getting their information from the news of it. Right. Um, and then we are living our lives based off of the news of what we hear. Um, you know, for, you know, in compliance or not in compliance. So what, what right, that looks yeah. at, right? People are living in response to that. Um, but it poses all kinds of things that people are anxious about and worried about and afraid of, whether it's the, the moment right now or health related issues or what could happen to my sick father or my mm-hmm. sick mother or, 
you, you know, my elderly grandparents, I mean, whatever it may be, um, you know, my younger sister with pre-existing conditions, like whatever, whatever it may be, like what, what happens to them if I get it? What if I get it and don't have any symptoms, um, but they get it and it, it kills them. So there's all kinds of this, I think, anxiety, this worry, fear, whatever, however, however it manifests itself. So I think that's a good question to be asking right now. Like what, you know, what are you worried about? What are you anxious about? What are you, what are you overwhelmed with right now? She was overwhelmed with many things. She had something to be overwhelmed about. What's troubling you? Um, a couple of weeks ago, you said something that had stuck in my mind, and you said, "Don't, don't you think that this went through God's hands first? Mm-hmm. And every time I do get a little anxious about something, whatever it is, I, I, that's what I'm telling myself. It's like. Like, don't you think God knows about this? Like, don't, yeah. didn't it go through him first? Like, he, he's got it under control. And although in our minds, the stories that we're seeing, you know, we, we have to be reminded that the stories that we're seeing are, are human. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're from the human perception. And so I am comforted every time I think that this went through God's, this has gone through God's hands first. Yeah. And, so, and she, you know, I mean, I think coming back to the story with, with what she's dealing with in that moment, I mean, the, she invited God to show up there, yeah. very literally, and Jesus shows up there. Um, so certainly all of this is in, is, is in his hands. She's trying to wait on the man who holds all things in his hands and calls out her sister through Jesus to try to get her sister involved in the helping. And that's right. when Jesus calls her out and says, no, no, look. You are worried about a lot of things, and there's a lot to be worried about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you can concern yourself sure. with. But his response about Mary is, but there's really only one thing that's necessary. And that's, you know, but, but there's only one thing that is necessary, only one necessary thing. And Mary has chosen the good portion. Like she, she made that. She chose this over the service. She chose this over, over everything else. And then Jesus says, and it won't be taken away from her. And it just is such a, another reminder. I mean, I feel like week after week we sit here and we talk about, or you do, the importance of us sitting there and being in God's presence. And that's, that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. That's what he wanted from Mary. And that's what she was doing. And that's why he said, I'm not going to take this away from her because she's doing exactly what she needs to be doing. And I'm like, it's just a reminder, like I need to be in God's presence. And I think that during this whole coronavirus, it's given everyone an opportunity to kind of like quiet down and you, you have choices. You can watch Netflix or you can spend some time with God. Right. And so it's just a good reminder that we hashtag be like Mary. Absolutely. But most of us are like Martha, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so you know it's okay to be like Martha, but we just have to try so much harder just to sit at his feet and be in his presence. Well, and, and that's where it comes back to the heart, I believe, you know, because I don't think Martha's a bad person in the story. Jesus loves Martha. I'm um, Martha. Yeah, you're Martha. I'm Martha. Like, we're, you're Mary. we're, we're, no, no, I'm not always Mary. Um, that's the thing, though. Most of us are going to identify with Martha, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, um, or, uh, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, I think most of us identify with Martha. And we, we may try to identify with Mary, but most of us are on and Instagram I, <laughs> and on Facebook. We try to say that we're like, you know, one or the other, but we really yeah. know what we're well, like. Well, and I say the Mary piece because everywhere else you look at Mary in the scripture, she's at his feet. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> okay, so that's, so that's really cool to know yeah. that piece of information. It's like she was laser focused, mm-hmm. not, not just once, but 
Yeah, throughout, throughout, the, throughout the text, when you come across this particular Mary, you usually find her at his feet. Hey, you know what I know what we should ask <laughs> people now? is If the Bible were written right now, where would where would we find you? Yeah. At Jesus' feet? Or would you be worried about everything else? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh, my, I'm so convicted right now. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I no, mean, if absolutely. the Bible were written right now, where would you be? Yeah, well, exactly. And what, or what would we try to, what would we say we are, but in reality, yeah. we're in a completely different place. Oh. So, so that's the thing with Martha. Martha is doing a great thing, but her heart is wrong. And mm-hmm. that's what Jesus calls out. Like, the things had to be done. So elsewhere in the, in the text, Jesus commends the diligent worker. If you're Why? serving from a place of serving, right? That's right. So he, she, she is serving not for the approval of the people at the house. You know, so, sometimes I feel like we, we, we are selfish in our service, and I think this is part of what's at the heart here. We're selfish because we're not serving for a truly right reason in response of grace, in response that would be love. We in want to look good, right? I mean, we're like, this is my home. That's I'm right. Like, yeah. And I mean, that happens in the church all the time because people want want to be applauded. For what they've done, or they want recognition for what they've done. Um, thank you so much. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't encourage one another and shouldn't be thankful no. to one another. But when you find that that becomes a necessity for you, and you gotta have it, you need to check that heart. Because mm-hmm. where is your approval coming from? Where Where are you getting that from? Because um, there's a really good chance that if that's what you're seeking. That's why you're anxious. That's why you're worried because you're not getting what you want. You're afraid that you're not going to be recognized. You're not going to be noticed. You're not going to get what you think that you got to have, which is at the root of it. That's what he calls her out for. Yeah, I see that in you. It's, gotcha. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's anxious. You know, you're you're anxious about a lot of things. So what's in your heart is worry. And Jesus calls her out, and I'm not going to take this away from Mary so that it can satisfy your worry. Right. I'm not going to make this about you when we should all be like Mary, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love that. Okay, so with our last minute, we should yes. try to wrap this up. Okay. Um, I, I love that we were able to break this down. I love the color that you brought to the story, mm. um, letting us know a little bit about Mary and how not once but several times she was seen at Jesus' feet. Mm-hmm. And then on Martha's end, that you know, 100 people at your house. And what, what else are you yeah, going to do? Yeah. All right, so... What do you, the, we didn't talk about must do, should do, um, we didn't. necessary. Do so, like, to, you have your must that? do's, your should do's, and your want do's, but what's going to be your one thing? Your one thing should be, um, to spend your time with God at His feet. Yeah, to make sure, yeah, to make sure that we're spending that time with, to be with God. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and again, and that's, that's something that I feel like that we've talked about before as well. Um, not that we're always trying to do something for God. Um, to do something to serve him, but that we're actually spending time with him.